Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. I am so excited today to have Jane Wenning with us. Jane is a certified medical technologist with a degree in, in clinical laboratory science. She's an athletic trainer and health mentor who has been helping women improve their mental and physical health for over 20 years. During high school and college, she was overweight, struggled with eating disorders, and had low self-esteem and brain fog. Obtaining a degree in clinical laboratory science and working with athletes, Jane merged these two worlds together to create a structured wellness plan focused on four pillars, recovery, emotional energy, nutrition, and movement. Outside of her degree, she has spent hundreds of hours learning about nutrition, longevity, brain health, sleep, interval training, fasting, epigenetics, and estrogenics. With with daily reading of the Bible, she finds confirmation in God's word that he wants us to live abundant, healthy lives. Jane now equips women and some men with the tools to transform into healthier and stronger versions of themselves to live life with vitality. Welcome, Jane. Thank you so much for joining us. Wonderful. Thank Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about your own health journey and what kind of led you down this path. Okay. So like you said, in college, I was overweight and um, struggled with brain fog and low self-esteem. I merged my field of clinical laboratory science and my athletic training field together and created a wellness plan that I used on myself and I transformed my body But Lord, most importantly, I transformed my brain. I learned to love myself. And I think that was the biggest key to this. And then fast forward a number of years, um, I thought I had my wellness plan all dialed in. I was a wife and a mother and an entrepreneur and was burning both ends of the candle like so many of us do. And then my husband called me one day and said, will you follow up on a um, a paycheck that should have been deposited a couple months ago and hasn't yet? And family finances was also one of my responsibilities. And so I searched for that paycheck. It took me two hours to find it. I found it in a briefcase that I had. And the whole time, I'm praying to St. Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) the patron of lost articles. And I'm like, help me find this paycheck. I did find it. It was in a briefcase I hadn't used in years. And all I kept thinking to myself was, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? How could I be so careless? And how will I ever be trusted with our family finances again? And after pondering this for some time, I realized that burning the candle at both ends and not sleeping (laughs) was what was causing this lack of ability to focus and concentrate. And and really, when I look back on things, to be present with my kids and my husband. Mm -hmm. So that was, while I felt like I had my body all dialed in, Mm -hmm. I needed that wake-up moment to dial my brain in. Sure, absolutely. So, well, you talk about the four pillars of a structured wellness plan. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yes. So my four pillars are recovery, emotional energy, nutrition, and movement. So 
Recovery is oftentimes the most overlooked pillar because I hear it so many times from people that I work with. Well, I'll sleep when I'm dead, but you might be sitting in a nursing home uh, for longer than you'd like because sleep is so important to brain health. It's so important to overall uh, muscle recovery and to help us kind of detoxify from all the stress that we put ourselves through every day. There's more to the recovery pillar than just sleep, but sleep is the easiest piece that we can address. And then um, emotional energy. And uh, I find that because of the the atmosphere that we're living in right now, where our lives have been turned upside down and we've been isolated, so many people are struggling with what does their normal day look like and the stress that's brought on by that and the emotional toll that that's taking on people. And that is one area that I've had to really pivot and focus a lot more on with my clients because they might come to me thinking, oh, I'm going to be working on my nutrition or my movement. And then when they take my survey and they realize how broken their emotional energy pillar is, very eye-opening for them. Um, the, the third pillar is nutrition. And this is a pillar that I think so many people are confused by because there's so much information out there this diet plan and this diet plan and and you have to eat like this and you can't eat these hours of the day and and there's so many rules and restrictions that it's it's confusing so generally what i find is that people do not change their eating plan because they don't know how to and then when they do change and they're not seeing results they feel like a failure and then that just kind of mounts things on that whole emotional energy piece and brings that down. And then the fourth pillar that I have is movement. And I don't, I don't call it exercise because we don't necessarily need a structured exercise program. We need to move our bodies every day. And movement is different for every person. And every person likes a different kind of movement. So the, the important takeaway is that you move your body every day and not, not I didn't get my exercise in today right. and feel that guilt. Yeah. So um, I, I'd like to uh, question you more about that, the idea of movement. So that's a great different paradigm shift for people who maybe don't have time or don't have the energy or, get, or they're just turned off by the idea of exercise. When you were trying to work with somebody to change that mindset, what are some ideas that you might give them of what that would look like? So one of the things that I like to talk to a lot of my faithful clients about is stop thinking of exercise as a have to. I have to exercise. Start thinking of movement as a way of glorifying God. So many places in the Bible where they danced to glorify God. So you know what? Take five minutes and dance and move your body and glorify God. That is a great place to start. I love that. Very cool. So, well, and it sounds like all of your pillars essentially build on one another. Do you feel like there's one of the the pillars that's most important or does it depend on the person? 
Well, I, I feel that recovery is the most important pillar, but they all intertwine together. And let me give you an example. So with recovery, if you are not allowing your body to fully recover at night, and what I mean by that is some people will get eight hours of sleep, but they go to sleep at two in the morning and they wake up at, at 10. They're still getting eight hours of sleep, but God has placed in us this internal body clock, this circadian rhythm. And one of the things that happens is that a whole cascade of hormones is released when the sun starts to go down. That helps put us into a good deep sleep. I shouldn't say into because we, we, um, we travel in and out of deep sleep many times during the night. But deep sleep happens primarily between 11 at night and 2 in the morning. And in deep sleep, that's where your muscles are repaired from everything that you put them through the day before. And that's, that's where your brain is detoxified. And that's so important because studies are showing that people that don't get deep sleep or that don't get the, the quality of sleep, they are putting themselves at risk for dementia and Alzheimer's. Yep, absolutely. So, so, that, so that's where I like to start with people. And then in addition, if you don't have a, a good amount of sleep, if your body's not recovered, then you just don't have the emotional bandwidth to deal with your husband or your spouse or your kids or, you know, challenging coworkers or daily life stresses. You just... You're just so frazzled. You just don't have that emotional energy when you don't allow your body to recover and your brain to detoxify. And then it also plays into the nutrition pillar because when you don't, again, allow your body to recover, it's looking for that energy somewhere. So that's when you turn to those quick hits of sugar and those cravings kick in. Because your body is looking for energy. It's looking for anything that it can get it's, it's to satisfy that energy need that you didn't get because you didn't recover during your sleep. And then when you're not recovered, you just don't have the motivation to put movement into your day. So a lot of times I like to start with the recovery pillar because it will affect all the other pillars without even making specific changes to those pillars. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and I mean, that, I love how you broke that down because a lot of times people will come in with so many different patients that I see will come in with such a long laundry list of things going on. Figuring out where to start can sometimes be overwhelming to people. So it sounds like that's one of the ways that you've managed to dial it in. So if you let me let me say this: if if somebody comes in and they're already sleeping great, but they maybe have more stressors and other parts of their or, or, or other parts of their lives, maybe you focus on the emotional energy one first, or you just kind of see where you need to begin to the intervention process. Is that how that works? Well, what I do is I usually go through a survey with my clients and we take a look at their pillars and see which one is earnest. And that's the pillar that we start on because we try and strengthen the weakest pillar. And then because the pillars are also intertwined, it will also help build up and strengthen the other pillars. But like you said, there are so many different avenues that you can go. You need to pick a lane. And you need to work that lane before going on to a different road. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Okay. And so when you're doing that questionnaire or that, that assessment, what are some signs that will indicate that there's a weak pillar in there? Um, poor sleep is a big one. Um, poor digestion is another one. Bathroom habits. If your bathroom habits have changed, if you are experiencing constipation one day and maybe loose stools the next day, you know, you just can't seem to get a handle on that. For women who are still menstruating, if your cycles are all over the board, that's a huge red flag to me that some things are going on. Um, if you have uh, bloating and gassiness, sometimes you can have that. People like to use the scale. The scale is good. It's a tool. Um, but really the day-to-day -day things, I, I ask my clients to measure their waist because that's gonna tell you a little bit more than what's going on with the scale. Uh, you know, just even the way your clothes are fitting, your skin is a huge sign of health in your body because when your body becomes unhealthy on the inside, it is going to give you skin issues as it, as it cries out for help. So those are just some of the, some of the other signs that I look for with people. Okay. And then, so once you've identified a weak pillar, what do you do for strengthening? Well, so that will depend on what the pillar is and what the person's lifestyle is. Because not, I mean, none of us have the same lifestyle and none of us have the same genetic code. So being able to break things down, focus on one pillar and break things down. So if I have, I have one person right now that, that has been telling me, oh, I'm getting great sleep, but, um, my, whatever she's using, I can't remember the device that she uses to track her sleep. She says, I'm not getting deep sleep, but I'm getting sunlight in the morning, so I should be getting deep sleep. And I said, okay, well, now we need to take a look at the back part of your day. Are you watching TV or are you on your phone until the time you should be going to bed? And she says, well, of course, isn't everybody? <laughs> and I said, no, not everybody. So that might be where you are hampering your sleep, and we need to do a couple interventions there to minimize that blue light. And I know that computers and um, your phones have the blue light um, filter that you can put on, but that just filters the blue light. It doesn't block it. And that's a, that's a piece that people don't, they think they're one and the same and they're not. So maybe for this particular person, enough blue light is getting through where it's still telling the brain that it's daytime and not allowing the, um, the hormone cascade to set in so that the melatonin picks up and the cortisol drops and they can get into a deep sleep. So that would be... Um, that's just one example, but everybody is so different and their lifestyles are so different that you almost have to be a detective in a way and, um, and really figure out the specific nuances with each person. Sure, absolutely. So do you have uh, any clients that have a hard time implementing some of these changes? Because they're all big lifestyle changes. And, you know, how, if, it's, if it's hard to incorporate in, do you have any tricks of how somebody might actually stick to a regimen once they have one? So I like to start with super little easy baby steps. So if I'm talking to someone about changing the time that they go to bed, I worked with one woman and her 
I mean, crazy. She she would be. Um, she liked to sit on the computer on um, eBay. I think was one of her sites that she would go on. She would do eBay and Amazon okay. until like two in the morning. Oh no! <laughs> and she said she wouldn't buy anything. She just liked to window shop at all the stuff that was out there. Um, so what I what we worked on doing when I explained to her that the, the risk she was putting herself at for cognitive decline further down the road we started bumping her bedtime back to she thought 11 o'clock would be doable and it took us about two two and a half months to get her back to an 11 o'clock bedtime but once she was at that 11 o'clock bedtime and she was sleeping the proper number of hours she couldn't believe it because she lost eight pounds without changing anything else, without changing the way she ate or any movement that she put into the day. Just by doing that, she lost eight pounds. Yeah, it can be amazing what a difference that makes. Very cool. And sometimes I think that when you make a, a change, a lifestyle change, the feedback, that reward system of just feeling better can be enough to keep it in place. It's just sometimes difficult for, to get from the point of where you need, you know, you need to make the change to the point where you're actually getting a positive reward for having made that change. So yeah, sometimes that, it, what about if, if somebody's having difficulty with that in-between phase, do you have ways to, to encourage them or do you just check in with them regularly and say, keep going or how does that work? You know what? Accountability is great. Yeah. And a lot of people like to think that they can do this on their own. But to be successful, you really need to have the support of, of uh, people around you. Now, I do say that not everybody uh, is going to be a support. So you have to pick and choose. I like to say that just because they're in your inner circle, they're not always in your corner. And there are some people that when you want to go to bed early, they're like, no, we can watch one more episode of, you know, I don't even know what some of the TV programs are. We can watch one more episode of this. And, you know, they're not, they might be in your inner circle, but they're not in your corner. They're not listening to what your needs are. And so that can be hard. And the other thing that I talk to people about one of the other areas that people get stuck on is having to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I try and encourage them to not look at things through a perfect lens because you and I know that there was only one person who was perfect and we certainly all are not there. So instead of striving for perfection, I ask my clients to follow the three C's in every aspect of their life, whether it's their eating plan, whether it's their sleeping plan, you know, whether it's, it's, um, time that they spend socializing. The three C's are consistency, creativity, and compassion. So if I have a, a client that's trying to incorporate some movement into their day and they said, I, I need to, I need to move an hour every single day. But then all of a sudden something happens and that hour that you would plan to go for a walk or put movement in your day, something jumped in there. Something took priority and you didn't get your one hour of movement time. So some people feel like, oh, to heck with it. Now I only have 30 minutes and, and I can't get my hour in, so I'm not going to do it at all. Right. So that's the, the consistency 
plays in there. And sometimes you can still get that time in. Maybe it's at a different time of the day. But if it's not, then you have to be a little bit creative and say, okay, I, I couldn't get this movement in that I planned, but can I do a different movement and get a little bit, and maybe not the amount of time I was planning, but can I get any movement and get a little bit creative with it? And then when life happens, and life does happen, and you can't get your, your plan just doesn't fall in place, then you have to give you, yourself some compassion. You have to give yourself some grace and say, you know what, it just, it didn't work today. Tomorrow is a new day. And for me, again, perfection is something to strive for, but know that it doesn't happen. Every day is not going to be perfect. But the consistency of showing up every day and, and doing the best that you can do and then giving yourself that grace when it just doesn't turn out the way you planned, that, that is a huge piece to overcoming um, those little, those, when you feel like you're not being successful. Absolutely. I hear that all the time where people say, if, it, if I can't do it perfectly, I won't do it all at all. Or they fall off the wagon and then they decide, well, you know, it's already too late. So you might as well keep going. So that's, that's yeah. a really great way to look at it, that your habits are what establish your long-term trajectory for sure. Um, and would you say that the importance of these pillars changes with age or do you always uh, kind of dial into the sleep first thing for everybody? Well, you know what? The pillars do change a lot with age. In fact, the pillars can change with every season that we go through in our lives. You'll notice that our winter season, we might feel differently. We might eat different foods because, um, and I live in, in Minnesota, so we have a real shortened daylight uh, period. So that, that can really begin to affect you. So not only does age uh, play an, um, an important piece in maintaining pillars, but watching your body as you move through each one of the seasons is also an important thing to listen to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So is there anything that I have not asked you that you want to make sure you leave with our audience? So the one thing that people um, are oftentimes reluctant to changing anything in their lifestyle plan is because their plates are already so full of responsibility. They cannot possibly fit one more thing into their plan. And they think, and, and media tells us this, that eating healthy and putting movement into your day takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And I would have to say that that is completely untrue. Mm -hmm. And I have, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, I have on my website, I have four hacks, four lifestyle hacks to better health without adding any more time or any more things to your to-do list. And so they're really easy to incorporate. That's what I like to, that's the low-hanging fruit. In each one of my pillars I try and, and get first with my, with my clients is Let's get the easy things done. Let's get the easy wins and get the successes because then we can build on those um, to, to make bigger changes. Let's not start with the big changes. Let's start with the little easy ones and gain successes. So um, my website is the number four dash pillars health 
com. Okay, and then so it does, is it does it just pop right up the four the the four hacks that you're talking about, or is there um, some place on uh, your website they need to go for that? Once once they go to the website, there is a little um, a button that they can click for the for the um, downloadable PDF. Perfect. All right. Well, I will link to that in the show notes. And thank you so much, Jane, for your time. Uh, where can people go? So we'll go to, have them go to the website to find out more about you. Any other place you'd like them to, to go to get more information about you? I'm not super active on social media, okay. but I do I do um, post things on occasion on my Instagram account. Or, sorry, not my Instagram account, my um, LinkedIn account and my Facebook account. Awesome. Okay, so I will link to those as well. Well, thank you so much, Jane, for joining us. Really appreciate all your great insight. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of Christian Natural Health, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked offers at-home finger prick testing for thyroid testing, including TSH, free T3, and free T4. These are the tests that I routinely run for thyroid screening, as well as to make sure current thyroid treatment is correct. If you're not sure if thyroid is a problem, you might consider running these if you're struggling with fatigue, particularly if you have a hard time getting out of bed despite a good night's sleep. Constipation, dry skin, or hair loss is some of the most common symptoms of hypothyroidism. You can order tests for all three, no doctor's order required at trylgc.com slash cnh thyroid. You'll get a package containing lancets for your finger and a test tube for collection of a small amount of blood and a prepaid label to ship it back. Once you receive the results, if you have any questions, you can speak to a nurse practitioner on their team. Again, that link is trylgc.com slash cnh thyroid and enter coupon code cnh20 for 20% off your order. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.